episode as hey, necessary. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back and, to the College uh, of Poke Podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The internet's best I think resource I did, for getting no, ahead as again. a student, becoming more productive, but a terrible resource for learning how to become the next evil Knievel and jump a Harley over like 500 semi-trucks through flaming hoops. I don't know about that, man. That's pretty rad. How can you? See, I didn't even crush know the jingle. Honestly, they they didn't they like didn't get that. to me. I advised you against it. Don't do stuff that's super cool. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> that's fair. That's a good counterpoint. That's a good counterpoint. So uh, this is the last episode of the college. In Hopefully, Hopi they have succeeded in leading you to a Walgreens slightly more but than wait, you already would have gone. Three hundred. But it's not the last episode of us podcasting oh, no. together, as we've been trying. I to I feel tell like that's people. the case with a lot of like jingles that I remember. I'm like, yeah, sure, I remember a lot of that, but I don't like get these things anyway. It doesn't like, but for some people, yep, probably does something. Maybe I would assume. I anticipate. I anticipate that uh, a lot of people just didn't see us making this announcement over the past several weeks and on Instagram and everything. So they're probably going to see oh, this. Yeah, they're very good at it. And it's they're very good at the that. the end of the CIG podcast and they'll have to click it. And then now they'll know. We're just changing the name, baby. That's it. Because we have... How many years? Well, I've, I've actually years seen been some, I've been some pretty cool ones, to be honest. I graduated so. 2013. It is now... It's now 2020, and it's past the date I would have graduated. So seven years, I've been done. I've been building this company. It's been a good seven years. I don't even feel that old. Have been there have been ups, there have been downs. Well, that's not that hard, I guess. They mm-hmm. they got you good. <sighs> that's true. Not you though. It is two nine nine. One more, and then and then after that, the name changes. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really matter. I think um, what we've learned is when you choose to engage in thrill-seeking activities for the sake of other people, bad things happen. Yeah, they won't be confused. Yeah, I did see some it. questions uh, when we were reaching out for questions that were like, the, the podcast is ending. And I'm like, so yeah, still confusing. So we might as well make it less confusing by just saying Say no. the name is changing. It's not effect. We're, we're resetting the numbers back to episode one and changing mm-hmm. the name. I, you know what? I 100% agree with it. I don't think it's yeah. just you. 
I think intention actually does tie into your yeah. like full unconscious commitment to doing a thing. So I was um, I was doing downhill mountain biking on Monday. Um, oh yeah, we'll just do Charles, that. And my right or my rear brake pad started to go. And so when you when you when you hear the rear brake pad on a bike start to go, at least yep. disc still brakes, got info in it. You're gonna but hear now it sounds all like, like a banshee, mysterious. But it is not yet and down stuff. to It sounds metal, like whimsical a little bit. I like brake. that vibe. But it's still and got so info he, he, in it. So the like, spirit the, of the, the college info geek podcast lives on and tested in a new body that's no longer in college. So you can finish these few runs, and then you'll want to change it out. But you don't need to feel the need to walk the bike down or anything. So. I continue to ride with him knowing cerebrally in the conscious part of my brain that the brake pads work. But the fact that they were screaming at me, yeah, totally something that's like easier my to intention to say ride downhill to the best of my ability. And I found myself making so many dumb mistakes. I almost flew off into the forest on a berm, uh, even like a, a really easy wood roller. I almost went off the side where I never would before. Yeah. And it's because in the back of my head, I was like, so my the, bike is the not in full working order. I don't feel comfortable it, about this. And there's no convincing myself in a true unconscious way that this is fine, even though I know the brakes are closing. So I just decided, you know what? I'm going to roll the jumps. I'm going to just do it real light. I'm going to get to the bottom and it's going to be You're it. automatically subscribed. So, I mean, obviously unsubscribe if you're like, I like this one, but I hate the new one for some reason. But if you want to hear the new mm-hmm. one, which I would assume, do nothing. It will, it will automatically yeah. be on your stuff. You don't have to do yeah. anything. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yep. You were in, you were fully committed to it. Yeah. Well, if there's one thing I've learned from a lifetime of doing extreme sports, it's that you really have to commit to things to do them correctly. And usually when you get hurt, yep. it's because and it's been kind of real for a while. We just we're still under the name. Like every time I, I've never been seriously hurt. Yep. Yeah, we're just updating or you weren't fully committed and you were doing it without your full attention. And three hundred is a cool number. Yeah, to every do time it I'm at. fully committed to a backflip, I do it fine. You know, maybe I'll land them like I go down to my knees. Or yeah, something, but the only and time I ever it landed feels on my significant. Neck it's one of those with, uh, with a backflip. Things. I was on a trampoline when I was in high school. But that's all. Uh, Look I was to scared, it. and I was hesitant doing it. Didn't oh yeah, so there'll be like a little bonus thing either in between. And so yeah, yeah. If you're gonna do risky things, number one. Do it with somebody who is good at it, who can Sometime. kind of help you a little bit. It's good to have either a coach or someone to follow who is a little bit better than you. I really I mean, find this with should. downhill. It should be um, somewhere. Charles is about five um, percent better. I haven't I thought about the fact that the date is already known. Him oh, August leading 10th. into jumps, I will do fewer of them myself. But when I see like, oh, he just did a jump and he's fine, I'll do it because it's just it's just a little bit of confirmation. Yes, you can do this. Having that and then having just the guts to fully commit and be yeah. fully locked in and concentrated on what you're doing is essential. And every time I've been minorly hurt, it's been me either being like, I don't really know if I want to do this. I guess I'll just try it. And then, you know, you're you're of two minds and you got to be of one mind. Yeah. 
It's not limited to productivity. It's just questions. <laughs> we've done no, it's it's we've done more not. than thirty, I think. So it's like, yeah. So Martin, you want to go do downhill? They didn't care, but no, we've done like something no. like thirty, maybe maybe slightly above that. Five questions. We've done like a hundred and sixty some questions. That were all the ostensibly productive or something to that effect. Um, yeah, it's it's quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It kind of worked, but not not as well. Mm-hmm. It is true. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 I've I've run through. <laughs> yeah. I've mentally run through like what could have gone differently on that day so many times. Yeah. Uh, no, it looks like the wasp nest that's near my window outside is active today. So I'm gonna have to pay some attention oh to that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, no, it's just that they're, they're knocking. I think they want on the podcast, but yeah. they won't, they won't get in. They're not I've also thought like, episode. I'm just like, I thought at, I thought that me leading would be good, but I think it may they, have actually been they better do for you to lead. Somewhat deserve it because I, I'm just I, remember that there's a nest up no, there. No, I wondered if I good wondered if um, if you were going to. We'll just have to beep it. The first beep, yeah. In CIG history. <laughs> um, okay, so no. I, I was thinking is. If I led, it would be good yeah, for you. Yeah, but that's I think fair. if you were lead, you probably would have just gone. All right, really so we slow, got a bunch of questions, and there wouldn't have been any unconscious need for you to keep up with me. And I was Bam. going slow, but I think that I was still going too fast. Uh, mine's Wind Waker. Yeah, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. I've played it like eight or nine they times. Rollers, I fully but expect I don't think to play you it knew how to handle more than the that several more times in my lifetime. Yes. I can't be sick of it ever. Yep. That's true. A lot of things mm -hmm. have gotten in the way of that. Yeah. There's, there's probably some progression you could have done. Anyway, you can't cry over spilled milk. Things happen and you can't go back and, and yeah. make them not happen. But we do know that there is a parallel universe out there where you got on that bike and you were like doing 360 McFlippy twists off of every roller and wheelied the entire thing. And the other one where you died. And the other one where the rock is actually a sentient cockroach and he's he becomes your mentor. That's exactly what it is. Yep. That's exactly what it is. All right. So what you do we kept got going in there and giving them money for their false advertising. This college info geek podcast moniker. Oh, classic. It's a classic situation. Mm.
Okay. That is true. We're trying to make it as seamless as possible. It's like nice. Keep it the Good same. Work. But make improvements, which is, I think, the way to do things. I have long held this belief that comes from observation that what people truly want is more of what they're used to with a little tiny injection of novelty. This is why shows like Stranger Things are so popular. It's oh, it's the 80s. I already seen this before, but it's a little bit different. Someday, though. Mm -hmm. That's why everyone wants to go see the new Marvel movie. It's like, I, you know what? There's going to be a guy with some cool powers, and there's going to be a villain, and he's going to have. Oh, uh, sure. Okay. So the second question. This is a really good one. Looking, can I be the first question? Fight. No. No, you, you can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I just. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to. I just that wanted is, to break uh, a heart today. I just wanted. To, to, to take a heart in my hand and, and people crush it. people you ever get that like our feeling you know <laughs> what, what could we do i don't know pure how about, malice like, charm wit an actually interesting relatable backstory how about he's dr strange but the evil dr strange and he wants to open the dark dimension <laughs> yeah jamie pull that up It really is. But yeah, I think that there's there's some truth to it. Like, why is the most profitable, highest grossing movie yeah. of all time just like, hey, they're fighting another big bad. But this time there's more heroes and there's more villains. Yeah. We want a story that we can relate to. In fact, like there there is so much to unpack there. You know, you look at any kind yeah, of and show it like started like that way with a bunch of Linux articles. And it's usually because there's an audience stand-in character that people can sort of use to ground. Like Jim from The Office. Jim is like the one who's normal. He looks at the camera. He's like, "Yeah, I, yeah, this is weird to me too. We're we're on the same mm -hmm. mind here." And meanwhile, Michael's like, "I burned my foot in a George Foreman oven. I need to put it in an MRI machine." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> somebody somebody yeah so our aim is uh basically kind of do what we've been doing because i think we you know we have a good show going here i enjoy chatting with you um but you know ditch the college name because we don't talk about college and then use the opportunity that we have changing over to a new show to maybe make a few improvements to the flow and things like that mm-hmm I've definitely, I've definitely seen that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people. Yeah, I've seen people, even people who have DM me being like, oh, you have a podcast or, you know, I knew you had a podcast, but I never gave it a shot because it had that college name. So I figured it was just for students. Yes, finally, after, yeah. you know, so, well, the funny thing is I started my podcast right before I graduated from college. It was January, January 20. 20- yeah, it was January 2013, and I graduated May 2013. So I think I had only done like four episodes before I graduated. So, you know, which I think I think we did a lot of really good student-focused stuff. I look back to, to series like the Path to College that we did, you know, and that like that that will be archived and will be always available. But um, yeah, the thing I'm looking forward to the most is getting to talk about a topic and not having this little worry in the back of my yeah. mind. Like, and I mean, even now, look, we're changing the name of the podcast. So it's, it's just because like, it could have been in, done later, but it would have been always trying to force maybe that, interesting to see what it would be like. You make it non-relatable to if it were slightly different in some cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly and i I think with a name like the inforium we don't even have to necessarily limit ourselves to always talking about self-improvement in some way or the other it could just be like we're going to talk about you know some philosophical concept this week yeah and it took you a long time to like start separating some things like having me code stuff we it was quite a ways in that that had happened and it's yeah yeah lots of businessy things <laughs> in, the, in the next ever <laughs> i'll probably end up reading more productivity books in the future but um there there are so many Mm-hmm. When it comes down to it, I know everything I need to know about productivity personally. W- maybe with the exception of certain technical information about, you know, how, how could we improve the workflow of our specific business? But when it comes to the overall philo- philosophy of productivity, I know, you know, you got to eliminate distractions. You have to learn how to focus. You have to do these things. And most importantly, you got to want to do what you're doing. You got to find a reason. Yeah, like you'll be really disappointed if you want fast payback. That's the biggest thing. Um, You know, just for example, uh, I'm starting the process of Mm. looking to buy a house. And knowing like, oh, I have all these new challenges. I have to figure out all this stuff. I have to find a realtor. I have to, you know, get the down payment information. I have to figure out where to go. It's like a fire has been lit under my butt again. And it's like instant. Oh, move faster, work harder because you got something. You got this big mission now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Tom, can you curl more than Matt Diavella? 
I don't know. I don't even, mm-hmm. I don't know. How much does he curl? Do, I have you, no do idea. you have like off the top of your head a favorite know. episode or a few favorite episodes? All right. There's, I don't know. There, there's going to have to be a showdown at some point. Okay. Um, I got to bring up the, the show. I'm going to bring it up on Spotify so I can see all the titles. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. The, maybe it's just stretched out. Maybe it's just stretched out. Uh, so y- y'all are going to have to have a showdown. Um, there you go. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that I can't basically for certain because I curl nothing. I'm more of a pull-ups guy and a handstand push-ups that guy. I've never really one. been into curling, so you know. That was a good one. Almost certainly no for um, me. I remember really liking the, I think it was 10 skills every student uh, should have. I'm I'm Which very propor- I'm like an ant you know I'm very proportionately episodes. strong I'm just not very big so like as an octopus it's you never one see of my it favorite I'm just gonna walk by with a truck on my shoulder and I'll be actually, like I just needed to move I it I love that one um, the ones I think back to and this should probably tell yeah. me something about the kind yeah. of content I should be making I really enjoyed the budgeting episode the investing episode the episodes we did on buying a house all those right. personal finance ones. Which, I could probably I mean, curl like a couple babies if I could. I would enjoy those if I measure it in babies. I also ran a personal finance like I, I bet you, years. I bet you, you put two babies <laughs> and they're like like on baskets uh, connected my, to a stick. I bet I, I, I could, even have to think. I bet I could curl a couple, a couple babies. Money matters was the cryptocurrency. Episode. How how old are they? I'm not. I'm not, not sure I what age. I don't know what how many months do the babies have. I don't know. Currency, but that's a tough one for me. Time. When to figure it out stuff was going on i'm like i'm that's, interested in learning how the blockchain stuff that's uh, and was like a rabbit that's probably hole. a no devoured at that much point as i could and when when yeah, you're just, in uh, that state of mind where you i don't think i'm going to be able to do that one all the information but yeah i guess i guess you and matt are gonna have to have a showdown here mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's an old baby all right Yeah. What is the internet? Yeah, absolutely. Man? You know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I feel like it easily could. Um, 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 yeah. Sirens of Titan by Kurt Vonnegut. It was my introduction to... Um, yeah considering morality in a different light. I thought it, it made me look at life influence. in a very different angle than usual. Vonnegut's very good at that. that. Was six so it just kind of made me more of a, on one book, an open-minded critical thinker. Which I'm, for the I'm first not time. opposed to doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, is it even a smart idea to try to do a one-hour podcast about an entire book? I think it just is born from, like, a, a one-to-one thing. One book, one episode. You know, it's it's clean. It's simple. But a book has so many ideas in it. And I think the doing that series, it was a great way to really dig into the core ideas of that book. And, and get time to actually talk about them in depth. So perhaps when we do book episodes in the future, it should be episodes for a book, not just one. 
And that would also neatly solve one problem that somebody brought up. I think this may have been in the comments on YouTube for the last episode. Uh, they had said that they liked the book episodes, but they would love if we had some way of telling people, hey, we're going to do this book, just letting you know so you can read it ahead of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess like there, there is also something the listener can do, which is don't choose to listen to that episode until you've read the book. But I know a lot of people, they get on a, a routine. They want to listen whenever it comes out every other Monday or whatever it is. And uh, if there's an opportunity for us to be like, hey, we're going to be doing this book in the future, uh, you know, read it ahead of time if you want, that could be useful. And if we're going to do multiple episodes for a book, that also makes it easier for the reader. Because let's say like one book I definitely want to do is range. Yeah. Instead of being like, hey, you got to um, read the entirety of range before the next episode comes out. We could be like, hey, we're, we're going to talk about the first part of the book. First three chapters. Oh, yeah, probably true. And, uh, my second book is going to be Essentialism by Greg McCune. Mm-hmm. It's uh, probably my favorite productivity-esque book that I've read simply about prioritization and you know, if you spread your um, energy thin across several different things, you might end up doing a mediocre job it's of all of them possible. rather than an excellent job at one or two. <laughs> that logic really stuck with me and helps me figure out how I'm going to focus my energies uh, on a daily basis, on a yeah. weekly basis, short term, oh long term. I, I make sure because I have like a billion things I'm interested in that I figure out ways to focus on one of them at a time for a long enough period to yeah. matter rather than saying I'm going to do five As minutes of like 10 languages and 15 art projects today, book, which, got like which would be pointless. It, so it, into it just kind of helped me divide my you know, interest a little better because every other sentence I'm like, Oh, I got to flag that. I can make a video about that. So, Oh my yeah. gosh. I, I imagine somebody just reading the book out of interest who didn't intend to, to do anything with the information yeah, in so. a professional context, they could get through it. Um, even still, it is a very dense book. It is study result after study result. It is an onslaught. It's not an easy read. But hey, I imagine that reading Amos and Tversky's actual scientific papers would be even more dense. And I'm sure we have a lot of listeners in the audience who uh, have to do that. Which that reminds me, we've gotten a few questions from from listeners who were undergrad listening to our show and have now gone on to postgrad, and they're they're wondering if we can like give tips about you know postgrad productivity in life. The one problem here is that neither of us did postgrad, and nobody in CIG did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would need a very strong goal that I was very committed to. And it would have to be something that would that would require oh, nice. a lot of sacrifice and what I'm doing already for me to even consider postgrad. And I don't even know if postgrad would be the right choice for anything I could think of because I've learned so much about learning and I think it would have to be something where I'm like, all right, for whatever reason, I really want to go work for this company and this position absolutely yeah, requires. But if it hits you at the right time, you know, 
otherwise i am confident in my ability to learn trial yeah. by fire yeah and the motivation hacker is pretty cool so um but what i can say is yeah that would be man's search for meaning by uh, victor frankl that's still that going. is um it's not a summer and read, not a light one. My Don't read this if you're looking to feel good. It's about, it's either a psychologist or a psychiatrist, some sort of personally person who is qualified to study CIG. human minds, it talking is, about uh, his experience living like through the concentration camps in, in Nazi Germany. That uh, I actively run. Therefore, he was in a unique and position so to study what, what, we'll what kind of psychological is, dispositions, what kind of on, attitudes help a person survive will probably and no find hope dominant branding or find meaning at all point in such future. a incredibly hopeless situation we'll be and there were some interesting findings in there about what keeps people going or at least what makes life worth living for bringing what what really matters because you know when you're in a situation like that um, what really matters I think Ransom is probably has done a few experiment articles the only thing you have time to think about there's not going to be like what's my favorite had people come football team doing today articles uh, it really is going to scrape away all of the of distraction of life. And since he studied people's behaviors already, he was in a really I interesting position to comment on how it all seemed. So that, for example, that we had was Shirag very powerful. But Shemesian again, really not fun. Obviously, don't read it if you're not feeling too great yourself. But also, maybe do. It might help you find meaning. About law school, about getting into grad school, which... Either those are just going to be better than anything I could write because I don't have that experience. Yeah, just just be ready for it. Just just read it when you, you know it's coming so that you don't just get mm -hmm. hit in the face with sad suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking real hard. I don't need experience. I just need to think hard about it. Yeah. Right. So for those of you in grad school, you probably aren't going to get a whole lot of specific grad school focused yeah. guidance from me or from Martin. Yeah, just um, like uh, I wouldn't read it like are working on the bus. Flesh out you know, I'd probably read it like when you're movies. ready to intellectually and emotionally intake By the content finding people who uh, rather than just like. Oh, I'm standing in a line at McDonald's. Well. Let me read about the and concentration then, uh, camps. You know, it I seems like have to maybe that's not the right moment. But what I'm it, passionate it meant about. a lot to I'm me. I'm passionate about YouTube. I'm passionate about building businesses. I'm passionate about building productivity systems. And, you know, I have a deep working knowledge about. I could see that being possible. And the technical bits in that. Like that kind of stuff I'm really interested in love. And I like personal finance. So stuff like that is probably where you're going to see <laughs> more from me personally in the future. Along with uh, the general self-development content that I've been doing. Because that's where I'm knowledgeable. But yeah. Uh, so I guess we kind of covered a lot of what we're looking forward to in the new show. I'm mainly looking forward to flexibility. Um, also looking forward to using the changeover as a way to maybe introduce some segments, some ways to sort of either break things up or, I don't know, make it more interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
Right. Live your best life, Martin. Update me. What kind of buildings have you been building? You finished the museum yet? <laughs> Except for now, there's new things to find for the museum because you can go underwater. Fair. That's fair. But yeah, another thing I'm uh, interested in, that was really weird. My monitor just went all sepia. I think I think the sun must have gone beyond a cloud and then my Mac was like, ha. What if I want to though? It's kind of like Bioshock Infinite. That's true. It's going to sound like one of those old timey announcers. Um, one thing that I think might be interesting is is taking what we had done as full episodes and sort of building those into more frequent recurring segments. And what I think that might do is make every episode more of like a not a grab bag, but like make it more enticing to listen to every episode, even if the title topic isn't something that a person is particularly interested in, because that's maybe not the only thing we're going to talk about. It's like, yeah. Yep. And a lot of the podcasts I've listened to in the past, it's like, okay, maybe I'm not interested in the title topic, but they're probably going to do reader Q and a as well, or they're probably going to do, right. um, an update on projects. All right. Uh, next one is, I want to hear about that. What's too. your MBTI personality? So it might just type. be a smarter way to design the show or not. And it'll all blow uh, up. We'll see. That's the, that's the four letter one. Yeah. All right. Do you want to just uh, go through the rest of these questions? Mine is, mine is INFJ. The, this, I've this taken that. Question is I've hilarious. taken various Who forms of that test three or four times over the last 10 or 15 years. And I always get INFJ. So I'm pretty confident in saying that. What's that? What's that for? Yeah, but are you looking at... Oh, you're looking at mine? Okay. Mm-hmm. I am a wizard. Here's what it is. You make me a better podcaster. I, I want to be an airbender. It's... And I know that's the diplomatic answer, but it's also true because... Oh, have they lined I, up I, the bending types? The only reason of... I've kept doing this Or maybe characters because they're a way more... If it was me monologuing like I used to... I would have quit a long time ago. Oh yeah, and, and I matched I matched that interviews. too. I feel I like people have actually ago. done a pretty good job of predicting. I love podcasting because I have time every couple of weeks to sit down with my best friend and I just I have got? a chat. And we Tencent is amazing. So therefore, mm-hmm. Tencent's like the one thing that I that I remember really fondly and would always go back to Cora for is Tencent specifically. Mm-hmm. Usually, I'm just like, but I like the last Airbender like a thousand times more. But also, what about Tenzin? Can we can't can I just like claw him into the original series and then have it all at once? Maybe. Probably not though. I love airbenders. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did most of my guest episodes before you were a full-time partner on the show. So I also edited them myself. Okay. And so they, was they always mixed a grab bag some, maybe guests. the best of both worlds, some like a Hannah Montana situation. Super good on a podcast. They can carry the conversation themselves in many cases. And it's great. Some guests. Mm. 
you have to drive the conversation as a podcaster. And that that's one of the biggest things I've learned is if you're going to do a guest fun. show, hosting is a Well, skill that one's written to be magical, so it's like cheating. That has a, a lot bit. of facets you don't consider when you're a listener because at least I had automatically assumed hosting a podcast is just having a conversation with another person. But the fact of the matter is when people know they're being recorded, they act differently. Sometimes they get a little bit more boisterous and a little bit more showman-like, like I do. And some some people just kind of clam up a bit. And a good host knows how to drive the conversation to make people feel more at ease and to kind of get interesting conversation out of them. So that's asking the right questions. That is uh, digging in when somebody gets going on a roll. Um, it's making them feel at ease. There's a lot to it. And it can be mentally exhausting. And sometimes it can still be rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's absolutely true. And, and some guests go in the complete opposite direction. I think this wasn't a podcast, but one of the most difficult guests that I had to host uh, was Neil deGrasse Tyson. And the funny part was it was posted on their channel. It was on Star Talk, but uh, it was me. I did a video and then Sam from Wendover did a video and MKBHD did a video. Mm. But in each case, it was like the YouTuber was kind of the one hosting and asking Neil questions. And then and then Neil would just really be ironic Neil. what we're doing right um, now. But Neil is like Neil in real life is like he is in in videos. Yeah, yeah it's like the most introverted way to be extroverted to is to like put stuff out on the Internet. But <laughs> we can make I found it alone. Like it wasn't it wasn't so much a case as drawing stuff out of him. It was like reining him in a little bit. It, <laughs> Yes. Is it corralling? Is that what it is? Or is there a, like a... <laughs> that is kind of what it felt like, yeah. So, yeah, so, so sometimes you have to be... <laughs> I know we're star stuff. So yeah, again, um, really ironic. Short, I I enjoy the fact <laughs> that I've interviewed so many guests, and I think I did even more on Listen Money Matters. But I much more enjoy well just talking to a friend. I don't know. I don't and know, man. as a listener of podcasts, um, which I only listen to one podcast these days, which is Money Lab. Yeah, my friend Matt's podcast. When it is him and Andrew who are two of my best friends in the world. No, no, I no. do not care what the topic is. I will download it and I will listen to the entire thing probably multiple times. If it is Matt interviewing Yeah, the kind guest, of leader who's more focused on like, helping oh, the team rather than, than like so, saying, look at me. So now I'm like, I'm a leader. Picking on topic. Usually the great leaders me, are accidentally leaders. Podcasting is absolutely a parasocial thing where a lot of the enjoyment I get out of it is the feeling like I'm just hanging out with a couple of buds. And then also, you know, listening yeah. to something interesting as well. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my first instinct was capybara because I think they're yeah. they're kind of cute. But then and I thought goat like because they climb mountains really there, there well. There is no better podcaster because the the greatest thing that comes out of it like is it's got to be a mountain goat. They're just like super skilled. If I had the legs of a mountain goat, mm-hmm. I could do anything. I could I could do anything I want. Unlimited power, basically, with goat yeah. legs. And if we only get two goat legs, we got to be like, like brilliant satyrs. Uh, That's pretty and, cool. and there's different personalities. And I get like different I get like a pan flute. Well, he could probably get up the mountain eventually. I remember there was one review on iTunes that Why was not? like, "Martin, everybody great, wants to be Danny." That yeah. Tom guy is such uh, a jerk. Okay, so it looks like goats winning out on here. Although, interesting <laughs> question, you know, I never. No one even brings up capybara. Maybe, maybe I do. I don't know. This time they had representation for just a second before we both voted against them. Just such a jerk. Uh, was there a different career field you wanted to pursue before this? Uh, but, you know, it just goes to show you that different personalities. Yeah, I would say the same thing appeal to here. People. I'm accidentally doing this. It's We just, just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think we're... Was it was I talking to you about debt and how like you kind of agree with the yeah. more emotional argument of kill um, smaller loans first? Yeah, the snowball method. Yep. Whereas I'm like beep boop. I will use the stack method to optimize the payoff as good as I possibly can. And then I will build a spreadsheet with a graph. Yeah. So I, can I, see I liked my the, the cool programming. Me. I like having like but, four you know, different TMUX I, terminal both, windows up on a big screen with something downloading and looking crazy in one of get them, them opening some programming nonsense in another point means on some other fancy other server. One, I love that nonsense. I love, I love it so much. But even if you do my, my ultimate goal was to be doing that. Uh, and okay. eventually so, find my way into a company that the would then transfer was, is me one overseas thing you like somewhere you fancy about to do that. So I was just like, I mean, I'm good at this and I like it like well enough. Will it give me the freedom well? I want? So what's something that you was more important to me than the career itself was, was the benefits of freedom, which is why, you know, this job actually works out pretty well as well mm. as I gain freedom. I have some, have some good freedoms. Yeah, I'm going to, I would like to be in the middle of the ocean somewhere. Yeah. That's probably not true. I'm probably not going to transfer now because I feel like my original dreams were to live in a, in a like foreign country so that I could right. avoid using English most of the time and work on my language skills a whole lot. I don't really want to do that now full time because it would leave Ashley isolated and I don't want her to have to do that. I want to travel to those countries for like a few weeks and do the same thing, mm-hmm. but I don't want to live there and force Ashley to like hang out in expat bars exclusively to get to talk to, it just doesn't feel like that would be that yeah. fun for her. So, you know, things change. Right. Yeah, I feel like short-term stints will give me the same vision I wanted, but in a more manageable package. 
Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. It could be true. Mm-hmm. Anything could be true. Now, that's, if the person asking this is older than me, then now I'm 100% sure, unless there was time travel, audience, in which case, again, you don't I'm only mostly sure. Two-way My level of, of certainty with. approaches if you're 100%, sad, right, and you go to work, but never reaches it. And you know, you're trying to remain professional, trying to keep that. I don't have literally, I cannot life. say, I can't say it's you not true. People, I can just say probably not. But that's it. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, I'm just go to your room. Having a rough day. Right. But if man, we're bad again. You know, okay, lightning round episode or if it's my job. Lightning round. Here we go. There is something going on in the personal pineapple life on pizza. You know, not cool. Wrong, Tom. The answer really is yes, but only if you have a small amount of ingredients because you need to be able to focus on each one. Otherwise, pineapple is very overwhelming if you're going to have a bunch of toppings otherwise. You know, it's got to be like exclusively a pineapple and basil pizza for me. Otherwise, I don't want pineapple on it distracting me from the other stuff. Yeah, that's because you're afraid of the citrus, you coward. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. Ooh, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> you are quite. I would chill. love to, but I yeah. can't swim. So yeah, I've got several steps before but i would love to do that someday that would be amazing i've always thought the ocean was really cool especially coastal looking environments but if i can't swim see, i should not I really go like under about the you sea. because then when there is so something I that actually excites learn you, to swim or first. if i say something that actually makes you laugh it's like i yeah. know that it was actually really f- yeah yeah you know yep oh like s- snorkeling maybe Huh? Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah, it's tough. And boy, that's that's a whole that thing cool. we could unpack if we wanted to. Because on the surface, I want to say what my mom always said is, "Don't bring your problems to work." And she told me that when I started but, at the grocery store, if you're having a bad day, don't bring it to work. You go and you you be professional. And yeah, you and if somebody throws a cricket in the tube, you're gonna have a bad go time. Home and that's when you can deal with your crap. Um, but that, there's also wouldn't be fun. an argument to be made. Put a filter in there for uh, when when you are building these weird parasocial relationships online. Being honest about your problems can actually be helpful because it lets the audience know, especially those of those of mm. uh, you, people in the audience who are dealing with things themselves that, hey, you're not alone. And this person that you listen to that you may think certain things about, they're a human just like you. No, that said, I'm not going to go on every single right. video when I have some personal issue right. and be like, all right, guys, before we get into this today, I know we're, I said we're going to talk about this productivity technique, but uh, my cat's in the vet and I feel sad and I need y'all to know about that. <laughs> Got a lot of back hair coming in these days. <laughs> Before we get into what you clicked on. That does sound a little better. I don't want to die in a cave. Life a little bit. Just never, oh never, gosh. never, never. Oh, no, I, I don't, I don't No. Okay. Yeah. So that, that one's a no, <laughs> but scuba diving is a yes. I was born. I was born in well, Sanders Peak, Tennessee. 
My I guess I'll just be prepared for him man to die in a terrible accident. Problem, but he I'll be. I'll, I'll try to get emotionally anyway, ready for that. One day early. on the farm, I went into the barn yeah. and I saw our old. Okay, so how long do you want to work as Sanders, a YouTuber? And he had scrawled this weird thing into the mud. And 20 years later, that's what inspired me to make these crap cakes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, allow I me think to I might have taken that tell off you a 20-minute additional story. But yeah, who knows? Then, I don't plan the future uh, that the, way. The I plan like the, the next year at a time. With about 800 <laughs> pop-up ads covering it. <laughs> we, should, we should do it. I know. Yeah, and like, it is really funny to meme the recipe blogs, but think about it from the recipe bloggers point of view, especially if they're like trying to make a living at this. You're just like, I really want to know how to make Brussels sprouts crispy. What what you would like as the person is to put that into Google and then to have Google just tell it to you without ever clicking something and all the hard work that the blogger did experimenting okay. with how to make cool. the Brussels sprouts crispy and taking the pictures and all that. Like, you don't care. Just tell me how. Just tell me how. And, you know, they got to find a way to make money somehow. So you got to tell yeah. stories about your old pig Sanders on your dad's farm to get people invested. Yeah, probably. Otherwise, they're just going to come in. Thanks for the information, bruh. I'm out. I don't know. And maybe there's a better way to do it. But uh, I, I have never tried um, to run a recipe blog. If I did, maybe I would find myself becoming. Yeah, I would I say that um, it's got to be about you got to like the work I, for I itself wonder, rather than just how many of those you should you should up. never put it out exclusively. Like other recipe bloggers who because just at some point all the themselves. algorithms everything uses these days <laughs> will just say no for that would doesn't be even have to be a real reason. For a and you blog. might get hurt Make by that character, like even if it's completely arbitrary and means nothing. If every time I post a photo or something, my thought is. What's the next one? Like as soon as I post it, I'm like, I feel like a little proud a of it for like the first hour. And then I'm like, all right, next. Um, and that's it. I don't want to dwell too long question. on whether anything exceeded um, or met I or went below my expectations. I think it would hurt the intrinsic motivation of art. I think I'm just done with it. I, I used to do yeah. it a yeah. lot. Um, there's not a whole lot that I dislike about podcasting now. I guess I dislike that I get paid less for sponsorships on the podcast than we do on YouTube videos. But but like we mentioned last episode, the dollar per amount of effort ratio is probably higher <laughs> with the podcast. Oh, I overthink videos so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same with the... Uh, same with the IGTV videos I'm doing now, which for people who don't know, I'm doing at least one moving up to two like Q&A yeah. style videos on Instagram every week. Where I'm just taking questions and I'm kind of like doing what we do on the podcast, a little more ad libby. And I don't have any expectations for what those videos are going to do. And they're not sponsored. They have basically zero impact on my income. I could probably yeah. not touch Instagram and still make the same amount of money. And because of that, it, it makes it easier to just feel loose, just talk, whatever. If I flow a little bit, I'll leave it in. I don't care. That's nice. I don't overthink it. Whereas with my YouTube channel, being the primary driver of this entire business's income and what keeps several people with keeping food on their table, I'm just like 
oh man, every single second of this video has to be perfect, which is just not great for creativity. So, but I guess that's a thing I dislike about videos. Yeah, in terms of podcasting, when I was doing Listen Money Matters and I'd wake up on a Wednesday and Andrew would be like, all right, today we're interviewing these three people. So you're going to spend three hours talking to people you don't know hardly anything about. That's, I dislike that. And I think that's because I'm I'm an introvert. Naturally. It was stressful. When there were episodes where Andrew and I were just talking and he's like, hey, I need you to go research uh, traditional versus Roth IRAs. We're going to do an episode mm. about that. Oh, sweet. I could do that. Absolutely. But it's like, hey, we're interviewing the CEO of this company that like helps make your fees lower. I'm like, okay. All right. You know, and nothing against the person who runs the fee company. It's just, that's not me. That's not what I like to do. So you should consider why, why did they choose that option more so than does this option or does it hurt me? I don't know why they wrote it. They could be really mad today at something. Good friends. It could be completely arbitrary, Uh, just like the algorithm that they took it out in this particular thing. Could just be that they're pointlessly cruel today. Mm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what martin why do we never why do we never let the audience like be yeah. in on the conversation you know like like dora the explorer what have you learned from podcasting that's cool <laughs> I don't think that would work very well. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you, Brenda, you know how you're riding the bus right now with like 800 other people? Oh, that's a big bus with like 30 other people. <laughs> I want you to talk out loud yeah. to your headphones about what you've learned about podcasting. Don't, don't ignore the looks, ignore the looks, ignore the news. You're talking to me right now. Do you get recognized in the street? That's all that matters. I have once in Target, not in the street, (laughs) once out somewhere with you, which feels like cheating for me because you have a way bigger audience. I usually go with Uh, Kevin, but I want something different. Happens more for you, right? If it's always Kevin, that's just the the one guy, Kevin. It's just like, yeah, once I'm in Target. I'm pretty sure they recognize me based on my voice because I was was actually doing, I was vocal. I was like, Siri, make a reminder to record uh, to like many other write out the podcast skill, thing today. So they were probably like, other over to wait other a second. And podcasting that is the pretty, number one reason pretty cool why I am that they must listen enough. I will say that that made it obvious by itself, you know, on stage. But that's the main time. It was my I won't say my first exposure to public speaking because I did a bit of that in high school. I took speech class. I was in some clubs where I had to do speeches. Uh, but, there was um, there was one other time I thought I maybe because somebody on an elevator like as soon as I got off was like oh about, my god that just happened and I was like or performative speech nothing happened because I did used to do and then later it occurred to me did I happen their own right did, a did they kind of or did maybe did they reach Nirvana in the elevator that's what and happened like that, I have no idea an hour a week nothing else exciting was going on so maybe they were talking to or reach Nirvana co-host 
for the benefit of an audience has as basically equated to practice talking on stage. It doesn't give you practice with the body motions, with uh, keeping eye eye contact with the audience, with uh, that kind of stuff. But it gives you confidence with speaking confidently with projecting yeah like you don't have with, you know like a note card um, you just, just pull the out. general feelings of nervousness that you get when you know you're talking to an audience And it's like specifically an event where, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's yep. compared to the earth's population, you know, you're on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's- and beyond that, I also learned a lot of technical stuff. Podcast editing gave me a leg up for video editing. It also taught me about things like, equalization or eq compression um well those are the two main ones that we use for podcasting uh noise reduction plugins and those have given me a leg up in the sound design that i do in my videos and also in music production because when you're talking into a microphone sometimes it doesn't sound quite as good as you want it to so you have to find out how to edit that audio and that takes time and you learn how to use a daw Digital audio workstation. Uh, French desserts so, and tea. Yeah, in, term, uh, in addition to the I don't have any. I don't have anything else specific about that. I love both of them, um, particularly custardy desserts like Fournier de Clafouti. Dealing with podcast RSS feeds, getting things onto that's iTunes very and Spotify, and yeah, there's a lot, a lot you learn in running a show. I don't not believe you. Oh yeah. Oh, you know what? I loved that dessert from Momiji. Japanese restaurants got some good stuff going on. You know what? You say they should that, get a lot that's, of points that's here. That's a thing. That's a job. <sighs> Dialogue editing. Okay. Um, um, I moved to college one time. Well, well university. Mm-hmm. I moved to university after community college. And you had already known my oldest oh, friend. Oh, yeah. So, because, because I visited... That no, same video friend. Editing. Basically, you roomed with my with oldest friend, and lines, now sometimes over we know each other. It kind of just happened. And I can see later on the waveforms yeah. will look similar. Yeah, when I moved, when I moved start. in, when I moved so in, I can be like, okay, at that's first, the last take of you were in a line. different place, I think, and then Cut eventually we all ended up. And then, oh, there's the last take of the together, previous yeah. line because I had it back. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's quite helpful. So yeah, I guess you you learn to but, read the waveforms. Yeah. Basically, college and like your serendipity. Yeah, oh, Mr. Turtle was my father. You can call me Crush. So yeah, lots of things you learn from uh, running a show. It's true. We're not very Highly good at lightning round, are out. we? If it's something that you're interested in, you're gonna learn a lot. I do remember uh, episode seven of the College Info Geek podcast was my interview with Pat Flynn. I don't know. I don't know what the new format is going to be entirely. And you're I don't know what happens next. Crackle again on your microphone. Yeah. I'm not sure what's going on there. Yeah. With random so with random questions, now, yeah. But I don't know if it was uh, like a chord you hit or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's fine. Um yeah. Something so, like uh, that. Pat Flynn, 
he was at the time like one of those people I looked up to as like one of the gods of the Pantheon and having, Oh yeah, there were quite a lot of responses. I thought the coolest thing ever. And on that episode, he had told me that, uh, he, he has found that people who stick with their podcast for seven episodes are likely to keep it going after that. Most people who are going to quit end up quitting before episode seven. I don't know if that's like some kind of scientifically researched stat or if just, it was an anecdote that he had seen. But I was pretty proud that I had gotten to episode seven. Yeah, if if you like the last hundred episodes seven. or so that we've done, and you know what? probably like the new one because haven't quit we've yet. moved away from the college content for the but majority of it for, for a long time now. So, yeah, so it, has been it, long. it won't be Here's all that crazy different. X number of years. It's been seven years. Been That's seven. the one change. That's uh, it. Your voice yeah. is going to be Let's dead. Like what will you episodes. miss, if anything, about the CIG podcast in particular? I don't know. Being younger sounds very painful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a student of life, my friend student of life just the other day yeah yeah if we were quitting there would be some things i'd miss but i'm taking everything i love about this show and i'm retaining it and just jettisoning the parts that uh no longer are relevant to me they they are a part of my history they are a chapter that will remain in that storybook of my life and career Who knows? and they will be forever accessible um, I guess one thing that I'll miss is having one website where I'm like, this is what I do. Yeah. Go there. Something happens. Uh, I assume people even listen. I what if nobody listens to this and we just misunderstand like, the numbers? You well, know? I have this college website called College Jambuki. Maybe and maybe I glitched the website and, it, website and it downloads and the episodes a whole bunch. So it's all, different. So go check it's it all just in our heads. It's an article for every video. Sometimes I do the articles yeah, for the videos that's not on real. my personal website. Check that out. It's Instagram. It's like very spread out now. And now I'm like, you know, doing stuff standard. Stuff's on Nebula. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. So I, I guess I'll miss like that simplicity, but I yeah. think this is something that everyone is going to deal with in their career. Yeah. So if y'all have had cool podcast Especially episode things you want to hear about, but you felt like that doesn't make sense for that podcast. That go Maybe on now to it does either remain available or continue <sighs> living. It's like if you're, de- if you're delegating the work to other people, but it's still like a property you own. It's just like that's a necessary consequence of, of progressing and getting further into your career. It's going to get a little more complex. You know, unless unless I made like the the conscious choice to yeah, sell college info and be like, I just do my YouTube channel. That's it. But I don't want to. You know, so it's going to be a little more complex. That's fine. Mm hmm. Uh, and then we had one question. What are some of your favorite episodes or moments from the podcast? We've talked a little bit about a few favorite episodes. One of my favorite moments, well, it's not a particular moment, but um, I loved when you started editing the show, which is a big step for me. 
because I had experience with you making the website. That's like a fair method. That makes but sense. That was that felt like a different kind of delegation because I did not know yeah. how to do responsive code. So hiring you to do that, it was delegation, but it didn't feel like I was Maybe. giving you a job that I had already been doing. I literally didn't know how to do it. So I was like, cool, make me a responsive website. With the editing, that was the first big thing where I was spending hours doing it, thinking I'm the only one who can do this. And then I gave it to you. And then eventually you learned how to do it better than I did. So that was cool. And I also loved how you would pull weird out of context snippets from the episodes. <laughs> Just like send me the audio files. I think my favorite one is, um, yep. Neil Pasricha, the guy who wrote, uh, I think it was the happiness project. <laughs> it was my favorite one. It's just, there's a clip in the episode where he just says, I've written out a contract with my wife. <laughs> so we just have a file somewhere. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I have some some interesting memories from the guest episodes for sure. Uh, so episode eight was with Gary Vaynerchuk. So that was pretty cool. And people often ask, like, how did you get Gary Vaynerchuk on your podcast? Well, back when I started my podcast in 2013, I think Gary was coming out with, I'm, I want to say it was Jab, 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 Right Hook. I think it was that book. Um, though it may have been the one before it. And one of his marketing tactics is he built this website where podcasters could request to have him on their show. And he was going to do an interview a day for a full year. So I signed up and requested to have him on my show. And uh, I think I think Gary bit off more than he was willing to chew with that project because by around April, he had kind of abandoned it and was no longer doing an episode a day. I get it, dude. Committing to a podcast episode a day on a different person's podcast every time, that is, I would never do it. Because it's going to be a lot of beginner podcasters who are going to ask a lot of the same questions, who don't have a lot of the same interview skill, doing that every single day for a year. <sighs> yeah. Um, so he never he never called me for the date that I had signed up for. And I was like, that's cool. You know, I, I didn't really expect much anyway. And then I think it was like three, four months later, I get a call. I'm walking on campus. I get a call. And this lady's like, hey, I work for Gary Vaynerchuk and he decided he wanted to be on your show. I'm like, what? Okay, okay. Um, so he was on the he was on the show. And I think it was my first taste of interacting not with sure. people who are just super busy because probably at least 15. He is just in a cab <laughs> on the phone with me. And I had to learn how to record phone calls. Uh, which now, like now I know how to do it a little bit easier. Um, but back then I was like, well, how, how does he, how he, how did he, how would he call my computer? I don't know. And I think what I had to do is buy Skype credit 
and then call him from Skype and then record from that. And it worked pretty well. But yeah. And then the other one that blew my mind was Arne Duncan, who was the secretary of education under Obama. They reached out. I mean, it was his assistant, but they reached out and they were like, Arne wants to be on your podcast. And I'm like, somebody in the president's cabinet wants to be on my podcast. What? So that is a, that is a pretty cool memory. Uh, man. And yeah, I think that Obama and his cabinet, I think they, they did a lot to try to build closer relationships with students. Um, they did a lot with social media and I think that was just one of their attempts. They were like, let's experiment with getting on some student focused podcasts. Uh, but still like to me, it was like, I'm talking to one of the president's cabinet. That's so cool. So that was a cool episode. Um, it, it was like, it was a bit of a, a bit of a starched collar episode. I would say good conversation, but it wasn't one of those ones where I instantly hit it off with somebody, but it was still really cool. Definitely an interesting experience. But uh, yeah, nowadays, now that I've done all those, I very much like just talking with my friend Martin, hanging out. Yep. Uh, I forget, what was the episode recently where we just died laughing at something and I, I couldn't stop laughing? I don't remember either, but whatever that was, that was one of my favorite moments. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like doing that. I would like to do more of that with the Inforium. Or to do episodes about our process. I dig it. Sounded good to me. Doing this for 300 episodes. Stopping videos, the recording. 200 videos. Doing this whole job cool. for 10 years. I've grown to love the technical aspects of it. And I love talking about that kind of stuff. So if, if people are interested, I would love to do some episodes where we talk about you know how we do the work that we do. Yeah. Um, cool. So is there anything else you want to cover? Before we start wrapping up, I don't even know how long we've been recording. Hour and 12. Goodbye, College Info Geek Podcast. Yeah, it has been real. Real long time. Seven years. 300 episodes. Oh, and I forgot about the article narrations we used to throw into the feed as well. Yep, there's seven of those. Those were actually very good progress or practice for reading my audiobook. Because mm-hmm. reading and narrating a piece of text is different than just talking. You got to go slower than you think you do. At least I found. But yeah, so that's the College Info Geek podcast. But this feed is where you're going to find the Inforium. Starting, what is it? August 10th, I think. Do you know? Okay, let me. 
Uh, I think I did, but I'm going to super double check just to double check. Because, uh, you know, I don't want to be wrong. Yep, August 10th. Monday, August 10th is when you are going to be able to get the newest episode, the first episode of the Inforium. Uh, yeah. And we, we may have a special little thing in the feed before that. So check that out. And yeah, thank you. Whether you've been listening to this show for seven years since the beginning, or whether you've just picked it up in the last couple of weeks, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for being a listener. Thanks for the questions and the support and all of it. It's been awesome and it's going to continue to be awesome. Feels like I have to walk a weird tight rope between signing off, but also not signing off because we're not really ending anything. Just a name. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of content. That's like 300 hours. That's probably more than 300 hours because we usually go over an hour by a little bit. That's a lot of time. Hopefully it was worth it and hopefully it continues to be worth it. Uh, all right. So the show notes for this episode, if there are any, are going to be at CIGpodcast.com slash 300. This is Sparta. Uh, and CIGpodcast.com is going to be the place you can go to find all the show notes for all College Info Geek podcast episodes. Everything after that is going to be at theinforium.com. Pretty easy. Just theinforium, I-N-F-O-R-I-U-M.com. And uh, Martin still has to build that as of this recording. But it'll be up and it'll be ready and it'll be cool. And you'll be able to get all the show notes and cool stuff for the show going forward at that website. But if you're already subscribed in Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Overcasts or Pocket Casts or YouTube or whatever, then just keep on doing what you're doing. Um, we are making some new podcast art. It's going to look quite similar to the current podcast art on purpose. Because I don't want it to be like, what is that? You know, you should be like, okay, it's pretty similar. I know what this show is. Just for the people who didn't hear us say that the name is changing like five times. Uh, yeah. If you haven't subscribed already, then uh, for now, just go over to CIGpodcast.com. Um, we'll try to, can we have the Inforium up like just as a landing page by the 27th? Okay. So if you want to, you can go to the Inforium.com. Either one will link you to the podcast feeds if you want to subscribe to the show, if you haven't done so already. And uh, beyond that, if you enjoy this show, depending on when you're listening to it, it will either be the College Info Geek Podcast or the Inforium. You can look up either one of those names uh, in Apple Podcasts, and there's a way to review it and uh, give it a rating if you want to. So five-star reviews are always appreciated. And uh, they might help with the rankings in iTunes. I don't know how that works anymore. We got other cool stuff coming down the pipeline for you. It's going to be announced in Inforium episode number one. 
So definitely keep an eye out for that in your podcast feeds. And until then, we will see you in the next episode. Stay tuned.